0: Yeah. It is Friday, January 1st, here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to our Week 17 Fan Duel podcast. I'm your host, Matt Shop, with me again are Tyler Syracuse and Jared Smola. And this podcast is sponsored by our partners at Fanshare Sports. Fanshare curates hundreds of pieces of daily fantasy sports-related articles, tweets, and podcasts to create the most accurate ownership projections in the industry. Those projections can be found in the lineup generator on DraftSharks.com, and you can find up-to-date ownership info anytime at FanshareSports.com. We, of course, skipped the DFS podcast last week for Christmas, but while we were away, your boy here took two straight Shark Duel victories. Last week, it was Deshaun Watson... David Johnson, Brandon Cooks together, uh, that stack paving the way for me. Watson and DJ gave me the edge over Jared in the Shark Duel by a few points, even with the Houston D uh, taking away points from my score. Uh, and three guys in my lineup falling short of eight fan duel points. There was still room for Travis Kelsey as well. I did run short on time and prep for week 16, so I didn't feel good about a whole lot of plays. I only used this lineup. I only entered it here and in two other spots, but it cashed in all three, so it worked out. Jared, any takeaways from your week 16 on FanDuel?
1: I don't know. This Patrick Mahomes guy, I hear he's good, but every time I play him in DFS, he disappoints me. So I don't don't know. If if he had given me a usual Patrick Mahomes game, I think I would have taken you down. He's
0: a scrub, but you can play Chad Henney in his spot this week, though. (laughs) Beautiful. Tyler, how did uh, week 16 treat you on FanDuel?
2: Yeah, week 16 was a really tough slate. I didn't spend as much time preparing either, just with all the holidays. And I was focused on my season-long teams and my my sports betting a little bit more, honestly. And uh, my biggest regret was just playing Le'Veon Bell over David Johnson. I didn't realize that CJ Proceis was even ruled out, wasn't paying enough attention there. And David Johnson scored like 26 more points than, than Le'Veon Bell. So that was my biggest mistake. I did use Mitch Trubisky on FanDuel, and he paid off in a big way with Allen Robinson. And then I had DJ Shark who scored a touchdown on the other side, but I didn't get enough from my, from, from my running back. So Le'Veon Bell, Austin Eckler, and Malvin Gordon, they just didn't pay off enough. And then I used Travis Kelsey. He had a, he had a pretty good game of 98 yards and a touchdown, but it was the running backs. And then my third wide receiver play was uh, Russell Gage. I just didn't like anyone in that range. I had like 5,800 remaining and I didn't like any of the options so I just kind of threw them in there because I was already using Chiefs players and I thought that game would be much higher scoring than 17 to 14 so uh, it was a it was a rough week on FanDuel and they scored like 114 but we'll get back at it uh, this week week 17 season finale.
0: Yeah, I think playing Le'Veon Bell has been a regret for everybody who's done it for like the past three years. But, uh, you know, we learn from those, we move on. Even with two straight victories, it only brings me to three for the season. So I'm still well behind Jared at seven, Tyler at six. We'll see this week whether Tyler can catch Jared in the season standings, whether I can three-peat, maybe pad my bankroll a little bit for playoff DFS, which we'll all certainly be playing. We will show you who we're playing against each other in round 17 of the Shark Duel in the free post for this podcast on draftsharks.com. For now, though, Tyler, why don't you get us going with some cash QB talk?
2: I think I'm going to use Justin Herbert at $7,600. He's just way too cheap over on FanDuel. He's priced as the QB 10. He's just a guy that's been really consistent this season. He really only had that one hiccup against the Patriots uh, a few weeks ago when he scored six points. Besides that, he's been over 15.7 FanDuel points every game. He's averaging 22 FanDuel points for the season. The Chiefs have nothing to play for. And I know Keenan Allen has been ruled out, but we've seen Justin Herbert have a couple big games, even without Allen. Uh, I remember there was, I think it was a Monday night game against the Saints. Keenan Allen didn't play, and and Herbert still had four touchdowns. So he still has good upside. He has an extremely high floor. He's got Offensive Rookie of the Year locked in, and I just think he should be able to pad his stats against the Chiefs this week. So at $7,600, he's cheaper than Kirk Cousins, and I I, I really like the floor-ceiling combo on him this week. Jared, what do you like?
1: Yeah, I have Cousins here. Maybe I should, you know, go Tyler's direction with Herbert. You made good points. Right? I I just love the spot for this Vikings offense, you know, against Detroit who, you know, just gave up a big game to Tom Brady and playing Gabbert last week. I think Delvin Cook being out helps Cousins a little bit. I mean, it takes away one of his better pass catchers, but he, he's still fine in that department, and I think it's more likely that Cousins throws it quite a bit. So I'm leading there now. Um, I, I do think Deshaun Watson is tempting at 8,700. The elbow injury thing, whatever happened last week, um, I think is concerning enough for me that, you know, Watson would be tournament only.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think Cousins and Herbert are pretty close. I was just checking the weather now for Kansas City, but it doesn't look like there's anything to be to worry about on that front. I, there's a lot to like at quarterback this week, I think. Yeah, Cousins, we already mentioned Justin Herbert, uh, Andy Dalton all the way down at 7100 as a cheap option. Uh, Ryan Tannehill at 82 is cheaper than... um Deshaun Watson in that same game so I mean I think any of those guys can work there's lots to play with I'm not sure exactly who I'm going to settle on but it's probably Cousins versus Justin Herbert for my main cash
2: QB GPP side um Tyler what do you like I like Russell Wilson priced all the way down at 7,500 he it's been a while since he's had a big game but he's still been pretty solid I think the Seahawks should should let him air it out this week against the Niners I know that they tend to go more run heavy uh as the season progresses but you know, he, he's had such a good season. So I, I'd like to see him have one more big game going into the playoffs. I think Ryan Tannehill makes a lot of sense at $8,200. And then Deshaun Watson in the same game, highest over under on the slate by far at 56 points. So that should be a, a back and forth affair in a dome. So I like a lot of players in that game going to have a lot of exposure there. So for me, it's uh, mostly the t- the two quarterbacks in that game. And then Justin Herbert in the in the Chiefs game so those are going to be my big three this week yeah I'm going to be centered on Ryan
0: Tannehill and Kirk Cousins over here
2: I'm not sure I'm going to run back any
0: Lions in the Cousins lineup either because the the Matthew Stafford three injuries that could knock him out of this game at any point just scares me off of Marvin Jones too much here Jared what do you like at GPP quarterback
1: yeah Cousins and Tannehill for me um I don't know I'll probably have Lions in my Cousins lineup because I think like he he needs Cousins needs needs the Lions to you know put up at least like 20 points I think if he's really going to have a ceiling game if the Lions score like three points I just don't think Cousins is going to have to do enough but um, yeah so Cousins and Tannehill talked about Cousins Tannehill Tyler mentioned it it, game should be a shootout it was in the first meeting Tannehill had 29.6 Fando points in that one he has five games of 26 plus Fando points this season so you know he's he's shown that tournament winning ceiling
0: this is going to be a game where we get we get like 24 points from the Lions, but we'll get a touchdown from Mohamed Sanu. We'll get a touchdown from Kerryon Johnson. And then probably a fullback's going to score in this one. Ah, Maybe Jamal Agnew or something like that. <laughs> Running back, Derrick Henry at $10,200. Tyler, is he a must on FanDuel anyway?
2: If I don't have, I mean, if I don't have him in cash, I'll have him in every GPP, but we have a lot of good value on FanDuel. We have Alexander Madison at $5,000. We have Malcolm Brown at 5600 and we have Zeke at 6500 So those are three value running backs that I like, but I'm probably going to prioritize Derek Henry. I mean, I just think that he's like 80% plus chance to, to have over 150 yards, and, you know, he's probably going to find the end zone a couple times, so... He's definitely uh, the the best bet to lead all running backs in FanDuel points. He had over 200 yards and three touchdowns against the, this same Texans defense in Week 17 last year.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the only way he busts here is if he gets hurt. Uh, Jared, what do you like in, at cash running back?
1: Yeah, I'm going to have Henry in there, too. Um, I, I don't think I'd call him a must, but I, I think he's a strong play. I mean, Alvin Kamara for... Eight hundred dollars cheaper. It's probably just as good a play, you know, as far as like points per dollar go. But I think with the cheap guys, Tyler mentioned like Alexander Madison. If he's cleared, I think he's a must play in cash at five thousand bucks. Malcolm Brown's at fifty six hundred. Ty Johnson at five thousand there. All in play, you know that they help you fit Derrick Henry in. One other guy in the mid-range, I think Miles Gaskin is in play for cash at sixty-seven hundred bucks. I think I'd even lean towards him over Zeke. Gaskin now has averaged seventeen carries and four point four targets over his last seven games. Um, averaged 15 and a half Fando points in those games with at least 11.8 Fando points in six out of the seven. So he's just been steady. You know, he's clearly Miami's guy when he's healthy and the bills, I, you know, I expect them to rest some starters, at least for some of that game, um, with the number two seed pretty much locked up.
0: Yeah, I can certainly see Miles Gaskin or Zeke Elliott. I'm probably playing Derrick Henry and a couple of 5k guys though. You mentioned them all. Ty Johnson at, at 5k, uh, Malcolm Brown, 56 and, uh, Alexander Madison at 5k we could get 20 plus carries from any or all of those guys this week. that's not something you can usually find in the 5k range. So they are certainly really going to help with a lot of what we want to do in the rest of our lineup on FanDuel this week. Zach Moss on the GPP side of 5,400, I think enters the discussion, not as good a bet for uh, touches as the other guys, but has been seeing double digit carries lately. I think it's a good spot for Buffalo to lean run. Um, Tyler,
2: what do you like for GPP running back? going to be the four guys I mentioned mostly. So that was the value running backs and then Derek Henry. I don't think I'm going to use Kamara. Uh, Aaron Jones is a little too pricey this week. I don't think I'm going to use David Montgomery at $8,200. I heard someone on another podcast talk about David Montgomery and how he's like Bitcoin where it just it just keeps on going up and you expect it to go down, but it just keeps going up and he keeps having bigger games. Uh, I think I'm going to I don't think I can use them at that price though. So for me, it's going to be really those four guys. I don't really like too much outside running back. So it's a pretty limited player pool this week for me. I think David Montgomery is also like
0: Bitcoin and that he's a complete fabrication. So it's tough to really understand the value on it. (laughs) Jared, what do you like a GPP running back?
1: Uh, I'm going to give Josh Jacobs another shot. If you've listened to the podcast, you're probably sick of me talking about his splits and, wins and losses, but 23 and a half carries 94 yards and 1.3 touchdowns per game in wins this season. I mean, th- this game could go either way, I guess. Vegas is favored by two and a half only, but I think you know they have a decent chance of winning. If they do, could get 20 plus carries out of Josh Jacobs. Denver, by the way, too, has allowed 5.3 yards per carry to running backs over the last five weeks now. So it's a good matchup for Jacobs.
0: Yeah, and when these two teams played last time, Vegas blew them out, 37-12 to in that game. And the Raiders ran 41 times versus 25 pass attempts in that game. This time, Derek Carr is still just a couple weeks removed from a groin injury. So I wouldn't be surprised if we get a lot of rushing in this game and not a ton of points. I like the upside on Josh Jacobs. Getting back to Zeke Elliott, I, I like him even more as a GPP option than cash. Um, mentioned the price 6500. That's good on him. He played just four more snaps than t- Tony Pollard last week against Philly, coming off his injury. But he beat Pollard 19 to nine in carries, 44 to two in targets. Delivered his second 100-yard game of the season, 18 plus carries in five of his past seven games for Zeke, and some positive TD regression should be coming for him. He's seen the second most carries in the league. Inside the five yard line this season. He has only scored on four of those 25 carries, though. That total ranks just uh, 19th in the league. So, There should be more touchdowns coming. Dallas is second in situation neutral play pace. So they're a pretty good bet, I think, to to get the ball moving. And as I said on the DraftKings pod, I think there will be more points than projected for this game. Giants middle of the league and run defense DVOA. They're a positive matchup slightly for running back scoring by our adjusted fantasy points allowed. So I like the upside on Zeke. I like the upside on points in that game. Wide receiver. Jared, what do you like for cash?
1: Cash, right. So I'm going to play Devontae Adams in cash. I think on FanDuel, you can fit Derrick Henry and Devontae Adams if you play, you know, a a cheap running back and a cheap wide or two cheap running backs. So I like Adams, obviously don't need to argue for him. Uh, Mike Williams, I'm going to play him in cash on FanDuel, 5,900 bucks. You know, Keenan Allen out again. So I think Mike Williams is a clear top guy in that passing game. Saw 10 targets last week, you know, caught just four of them, just missed a touchdown, but I'm going to keep banking on that opportunity, especially with the Chiefs uh, resting some starters in this game.
0: Mike Williams always scares me <laughs> in cash. I always know that I'm doing a bad thing. It's like, uh, I don't know, e- eating dessert, I guess.
2: Tyler, what do you like? I'm going to have Mike Williams, uh, 5,900. He's a top ranked guy in the Draft Sharks model. He just makes too much sense against the Chiefs. T.Y. Hilton's way underpriced at 6,300. And then Kiki QT oh, okay. at 5,700. That's the trio of wide receivers that I like <laughs> for cash. Uh, each of them is underpriced and they should pay off their price tag. And then you could pay up at other positions. You could. Uh, play whatever quarterback tight end you want. And then obviously get Derrick Henry at running back.
0: I like C.D. Lamb in a similar range, a little bit more expensive, at 6,100, but uh, saw a ton of targets in the first meeting with the Giants, eight catches over 100 yards in that game. I think he'll be a centerpiece this time again. I I like him better than Marvin Jones in a similar range. And I I feel a little bit better about C.D. Lamb than Mike Williams at just $200 more. Certainly do like Mike Williams on the GPP side, though. Jared, what else do you like besides
1: him? Yeah, I'm not as optimistic as Tyler is about Russell Wilson, you know, getting going again in this spot. But I do think playing, you know, maybe just DK Metcalf makes sense in tournaments. His price is down to 7,600 bucks. Um, I still think he'll be, you know, fairly low owned just because he hasn't done a lot recently. He went for 161 yards and two touchdowns in the first meeting against the Niners, I mean that 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 was when Russ was still hot. But I, I think you know Metcalf still has that type of upside on Sunday.
2: I like the wide receivers from the Vikings and Chargers because those are the quarterbacks that I'm going to be playing. I like a lot of wide receivers in the Titans-Texans game as well. Um completely shocked Jared hasn't mentioned Brandon Cooks. Uh, it's been his boy for the last couple months. Uh, I know he's, his price came up to 7300 so priced right next to DK Metcalf. It's hard to make a case for Brandon Cooks over DK Metcalf, but I do like both of them. Nobody's mentioned Calvin Ridley either. He's just been a complete target uh monster with julio jones out of the lineup i'd expect julio to miss week 17 with his hamstring injury ridley's priced up at 8700 dollars, but he just had a big game against the same team he's been going over 100 yards every week and he's still matt ryan's favorite option in the red zone as well so he definitely makes sense and then in the same game antonio brown priced at six thousand dollar he's just the cheapest way to get exposure to tom brady who's Thrown for like 600 yards and six touchdowns in his last four quarters of football. So angry Tom's on fire right now. I don't think
0: it's that hard to make a case for Brandon Cooks, even
2: at close to DK Metcalf. I mean, he went off against the
0: Bengals in what was a shootout. I certainly think we're going to get plenty of passing in this one, especially in our Titans lineup. So I'm definitely going to have some Brandon Cooks there. Yeah, me too. Elsewhere, I'll mention Darius Slayton one more time. He's all the way down at 5000 bucks here on FanDuel. Eight, nine, and eight targets over the past three games. Gets a weaker defense than Mike Williams. He's kind of a similar player, but without all the end zone targets of Mike Williams gets $900 cheaper than mike williams I, I think you can play darius slayton instead of one of the 5k running backs if you want to put alvin Kamara and derrick henry in the same lineup instead of maybe wedging Devonte adams in to your wide receivers i mentioned over on the dk pod and earlier here i think a healthy dan daniel jones really makes cowboys giants a sneaky target for fantasy upside i don't think we're going to get own rates too big for anybody in this game tight end for cash jared what do you plan?
1: Yeah, George Kittle here, um, you know, I think he's easier to fit in on FanDuel than he is on DraftKings. Sixty, eight hundred bucks on FanDuel. You know, he was limited in his return last week. Only played half of the Niner snaps, ran a route on 62% of the dropback, still caught four balls for 92 yards. You know, CJ Bathard loves Kittle. You know, they have the Iowa connection. Kittle got five targets on just sixteen pass routes last week. So, you know, if he gets up to 25, 30 pass routes, you know, I think he you know could get you know close to double digit targets here.
2: Yeah, can't argue with that. Tyler, what do you like? Yeah, I'm going to be all over George Kittle as well. Uh, he had 5 targets last week. The one target that he did not catch was a was a pretty bad drop when he looked away from the football. So if he catches that, he goes over 100 yards. You know, he's doing this on limited snaps. He looked extremely healthy every time he caught the ball. He was running past defenders and stiff arming. He's a guy that loves embraces contact. So I think he makes a ton of sense at $6800. I think he has the best chance of finishing as the top-scoring tight end, so I'm definitely going to be playing him in cash, and then he's going to be my highest on guy in GPPs as well. Yeah, I certainly agree with all that. If I'm not paying up,
0: if I need the savings there, uh, Evan Ingram at 5,400 is a starting point. I think Jordan Aikens being down at 5000 bucks puts him in play for cash. Certainly a risky guy, but, I mean, if I need the salary savings of a 5K tight end, then I think he makes sense in that high-upside matchup. GPP side, Jared, what do you like besides George Kittle?
1: Irv Smith for me in GPP at 5,600 bucks. Um, again, I expect the Vikings passing game to have a big one on Sunday. And Irv Smith has averaged uh, 5.7 targets per game over the last three weeks without Kyle Rudolph. Um, you know, He scored three times over that span. Really should have had a fourth touchdown, but dropped it. The Lions allowed 50 yards and two touchdowns to the Vikings tight ends when they met earlier this season. Yeah, I, again, I'm not sure I'm going to get to Irv Smith.
0: I like him. But I'm not sure I'm going to get to him instead of playing both wideouts with Kirk Cousins here, especially with some similar guys in the price range at tight end. But I'm not arguing against him. It's just that the targets went four, four, nine over those past three games, and Tyler Conklin has has yeah. taken on the Kyle Rudolph role, so they're even. He's even still splitting the
1: work. I'll have to go back and see um, how many games that Jefferson and Thielen both you know did enough to pay off their their salaries. In the same game. You know, I, I think Irv, you're just getting a cheaper guy. You're filling a tight end spot, which is crappy anyways. If, you, if Irv scores a touchdown, you know he, he's going to pay off and do enough for you in tournaments.
0: Yeah. I think that if you're, instead of playing both Vikings with Cousins, if you're going to play like two lineups where one is you know Cousins, Jefferson, Irv, yeah. and the other is Cousins, Thielen, Irv, then I can certainly see that. Tyler, what do you like?
2: I'm going to have no Irv Smith just because he's a guy that has pretty much been in that four to five target range all season. And then he finally spiked up with nine targets last week but that was a game where the Vikings were getting killed I don't think they're going to be getting killed by the Lions so he can definitely score a touchdown but I think he's a little overpriced GBP is going to be pretty simple it's going to be three tight ends for me uh, I'm going to use like 70 percent George Kittle 15 percent Mark Andrews and then 15 percent Austin Hooper so that's going to be my uh limited player pool there
0: I think I'm very curious to see Irv Smith's ownership projection come Sunday morning because we don't have a whole lot to go on this week with fewer, you know, people just talking fantasy this week right now. But if Irv Smith's into double digit ownership projection, he'd, he'd be a full fade for me. What about you, Jared? Would that change your opinion?
1: Probably not. You know, I'm going to I'm going to play him in my Kirk Cousins teams. I'm not going to play any you know, Irv Smith without Cousins, but I I do think he makes sense on Cousins teams.
0: Mm-hmm. just Evan Ingram, and Hayden Hurst, I think are better target bets, safer target bets, at least in the same salary range. So again, I'll be curious to see. Flex, Tyler, what are you doing?
2: Uh, I'm just going to play the value running backs. Alexander Madison is almost a lock button if he gets cleared from his concussion. It's probably going to be a running back in the flex in like 90% of my lineups this week. I don't think double tight end is viable and it's a tough wide receiver week. So pretty much just playing the value running backs, uh, jamming in Derek Henry and then mixing and matching wide receivers in my favorite game stack. So that's probably the the Titans Texans game. And then uh, mostly chargers and, and Vikings wide receivers.
0: Yeah. I think Alexander Madison here is another complication for me on the earth Smith front. Cause I'm probably playing at least three Vikings. I'm not sure if I would play a fourth, but I like the value running backs. Like you said, in this flex spot, if I have money left over, when I get to here, I think Zeke Elliott, JK Dobbins, Also makes sense here. He's been over 13 FanDuel points in five straight games. I'm not sure what the ceiling is for him. He came out of last week's game early. I don't know if maybe Dobbins would be a threat to leave this week's game early if they get a big lead. But, I mean, I'll take my chances on Dobbins doing some scoring here, I guess.
1: Yeah, I've been playing Dobbins the past few weeks now, and he he has, like, good games. He never goes off. Um, i right. so sort of frustrating from a tournament perspective. Yeah, for me in cash, it's going to be, you know, one of these cheap running backs, Madison, Malcolm Brown, Ty Johnson. I might end up playing two of those guys in cash. Uh, the only two wide receivers we haven't talked about for tournaments on the cheaper side, um, Sterling Shepard. He's 500 more than Darius and I think he's you know a much safer bat. Probably doesn't have as much upside, but Shepard just had a pretty big game last week. So he could definitely pay off that price tag in tournaments. And then uh, Jerry Judy, 5,100 bucks on FanDuel. Just saw 15 targets last week. I still think he's like a, a really high-end talent. So I think he's worth a shot, at least in tournaments.
0: I'll agree he's a high-end talent. I think he belongs in your Shark Duel lineup, too. We'll see. On defense, it's Seattle at 3,900 and Arizona at 3,800 for me. I think saving a few hundred bucks versus the Browns is worth it for these two. I'm curious to see the ownership projections on all three of those, given how close they are in salary come Sunday morning. The Seahawks D though has scored nine plus fan duel points in five straight weeks. Now, Arizona hit double digits in two of the past three games, 17 total sacks over the past three games for the Cardinals. So I really like both of those. Tyler, what are you doing on defense?
2: Yeah, just go to the Draft Sharks model, plug in those top three defenses against backup quarterbacks, and then I'm going to have some Jets against Cam Newton. I mean, Cam Newton's a guy that struggles to even get 50 passing yards in a game. He had like 36 yards last week against the Bills and then got pulled for for Jarrett Stidham. It's just the worst wide receiver unit probably of all time. They have absolutely no talent at wide receiver. Cam Newton can't throw the ball anymore. This is a team that has a good offensive line, but – Patriots are just totally a mess and the Jets are riding hot on a two game winning streak. So I think they're going to look to, to finish the year uh, going into 2021 three game winning streak. So pretty funny that uh, Jets lost their chance at Trevor Lawrence when they've been right. a historically bad team, but they let that slip to the Jaguars. So yeah, it's just targeting these backup quarterbacks in week 17. And then I probably will have some Seahawks as well. Cause they're going up against a third string quarterback too. So Seems just targeting these like- donkey quarterbacks pretty much.
0: Cam Newton might want to consider getting a little bit more sleep, uh, the way he's been playing late in the season. I think
1: the Jets can't lose the uh, number two pick; they're they're locked in there. So you know, there's no motivation for them to make sure they lose on Sunday. I like the Jets call. Um, I'm definitely going to be attacking one of the backup quarterbacks in cash with the Chargers, Cardinals, or Browns defenses. And then for tournaments, I, I still think Dallas, um, just against Daniel Jones, there's always upside. In that matchup so the cowboys at 40 or 4 thousand bucks i think they're a good tournament play
0: and then finally tyler what are you betting on for week 17 uh,
2: i'll just give out my favorite teaser play is gonna be a seven point teaser with the bucks and the titans so you get the bucks down to a pick them against atlanta and then you'll get the titans minus two titans opened up minus seven the spread has moved to nine nine and a half so probably want to jump in on that one now so you make sure you get it under a field goal but titans need a win to clinch the afc south they're going up against a defense that won't be able to stop them whatsoever the bucks clinch the five seed with a win so if they win they'll be matched up against the nfc east winner in the first round of the playoffs and that's a spot that every team would love to be in because the nfc east is pathetic and the bucks will be favored by over a touchdown even as a road team in that first round, Jared, what do you like? Clemson minus seven tonight.
1: I like Miami plus three against the Bills. I'm kind of surprised the lines. I think I think Buffalo is going to pull starters fairly early in that game Miami obviously needs to to win to clinch a playoff spot so I I like Miami plus the full three points I hate unders but I do like the under in New Orleans and Carolina at 48 points Um, you know it's it's breeze on the road I don't think it's going to be a big passing performance I think the Saints go run heavy they'll have success they'll put points on the board I don't think Carolina is going to going to score much against that Saints defense
0: I'm going to go out by saying give me the Eagles plus two and a half points at home on Sunday night to keep Washington out of the playoffs Philly opened as a one-point favorite but now two and a half point dogs to a team a that is hoping Alex Smith is going to be ready to play in the game. Washington's implied for 23.25 points from Vegas this week. They've reached that number twice in eight games since the buy. So I just don't think that they're a very good bet to get to that level. And I think Jalen Hurts increases the likelihood that they'll need to score some points to actually win this game. So maybe it's just the Eagles fan talking at the end of a rough season, but uh, I'll take the Eagles plus two and a half in this one and and you know keep my fingers crossed that we don't have to watch extra washington games this season
1: <laughs> yeah i like that call i think philly wins that game uh, you know gimme hurts over a banged up alex smith especially with terry mclaurin likely out of that game again yeah for sure that's gonna do it for this week 17 fan podcast head over to draftsharks.com
0: now get cash game recommendations from kevin get tournament picks and top stacks from tyler check out our lineup generator to help you build your own lineups win some money this weekend with the help of DS projections and fan share ownership projections come Saturday morning. We'll show you who we're playing against each other in round 17 of the shark duel. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at draft sharks. Jared is at Smola DS. Tyler is at Tyler Syracuse with an I and I am at shop DS. That's S C H A U F for Jared Smola, Tyler Syracuse and the rest of the draft sharks crew. I'm Matt Schaaf saying thanks so much for some with us.